A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, listeners. This episode of the podcast is made possible thanks to sponsorship from italki. And let me just remind you about how wonderful they are and how important they could be for your English development. If you're looking for a one-to-one teacher to help you with your English for whatever reason, for grammar, for fluency, for pronunciation practice, or to prepare for an exam or a job interview, uh, you should check out italki and get some lessons based around your needs and your schedule. And remember, when you buy some talking time, they will send you a voucher worth a free lesson, which is not too bad. Now, to get that offer, you need to go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ho, 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 ho. Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. This is a um, a special Christmas episode. Um, I mean, I say it's a special Christmas episode uh, because I'm recording it today on Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, and you can hear the usual uh, sounds of a log fire in the background. This is what I usually do when I'm recording an episode for Christmas. Uh, so, there it is. It's Christmas. Hello, and Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and other ways of saying that uh, could be Season's Greetings. Or in America, they might say Happy Holidays. We don't say that on Luke's English Podcast, because obviously this is British English. Not that I've got anything against that, it's just uh, not the way I would do it. But anyway, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, and all the best for the festive season. Here is episode number 501. And really the point of this episode is just that I wanted to say hello and uh, to wish you all the best uh, if you are celebrating Christmas. Um, A lot of you will be celebrating it. For some of you out there, Christmas is um, just meaningless. (laughs) It's probably not something you do. Um, I don't know where you are, as we've established uh, in the past. I think most of you probably celebrate Christmas in some way. Uh, but um, I think it sort of means slightly different things around the world, depending on where you are. But um, I usually do something at Christmas on the podcast, just because um, where I'm from and where I am, it's a a kind of a significant time of year uh, when we see our family and we exchange gifts and we eat tons and tons and tons of food and probably drink a little bit too much and this goes on and on for days to the point at which um, the digestive system uh, is uh, f- uh, pushed to its capacity. And also your patience with members of your family also might be pushed to capacity as well. But um, it, let's not dwell on the uh, the negative things. Uh, Christmas is a time, it should be a time for merriment and generosity and the exchanging of gifts and uh you know cozy warm feelings and the sounds of uh, a log fire burning in the background and maybe some christmas carols being sung you know all that kind of stuff snow outside it's not snowing outside i i can't remember the last time it snowed at christmas but anyway these are the images that we have in our minds when we think of christmas right we think of things like um sort of some kind of old fashioned view of of christmas uh, Christmas as it used to be in some forgotten era uh, where there's always snow on the ground and uh, rain, uh, you know, reindeer pulling a, a, a sled uh, uh, full of toys and uh, children with candles singing and it's all very innocent and sweet and all that sort of thing. Um, anyway, Merry Christmas. Uh, here is episode 501. And um, what I'm going to do in this one is really just 
have the usual ramble, uh, but go through some listener correspondence um, and, and all that sort of thing. Now, um, you probably listened to episode 500, which was a double parter, and that one was a kind of um, a festival of flattery, uh, you could say with all those messages from my lovely listeners telling me how wonderful I am, which is a very pleasant thing to hear. Um, it's always nice to be told that you're wonderful, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. I understand that you're grateful for the fact that I do this podcast and that it's available f- to you for free. So I'm glad that you like it, and thanks for your messages. Um, I, I don't want to kind of dwell on that too much. We've done all the flattery. Let's move on and carry on with the podcast here. So some listener correspondence, just some things that I thought would be worth um, responding to, and some other bits and pieces. You're probably thinking, Luke, what about the baby? You've just, uh, you can't carry on without telling us uh, about that. Um, you probably want to know about the, you probably want full disclosure of my personal life, um, I imagine, um, because that's human nature, isn't it, after, uh, after all? Um, so baby news is, well, it's the 24th of December, uh, still no baby yet. We're still waiting. And um, uh, I suppose that's normal. Um, I've heard that uh, for a first time, uh, you know, for the first baby, often um, it arrives late. Um, so, yeah, that's probably what's happening here. We've been to the hospital. We've had the checkups. Everything's fine. The baby is completely healthy. Uh, my wife is doing very well, but uh, just no signs of labor yet. Uh, a few contractions and things, but it's not actually happening. So a um, little bit later than we expected. Um, I thought that by now um, we would have welcomed the new addition to the family and that, um, you know, I'd be all sleep deprived and and, uh, and full of joy. Uh, well, I am full of joy still. Uh, not quite as much joy as I would be if uh, our daughter was here and all that sort of thing. Complicated sentence, wasn't it? That Was that a conditional? I would be I I would be full of more joy if our daughter had been born. Yeah, that's a mixed conditional. One for the grammar uh, nerds out there. Um but anyway, um so yes, everything's fine. My wife is actually downstairs in the kitchen, not that she's slaving away in the kitchen all the time despite being pregnant, but she's, you know, fully mobile. Happens to be making something nice for us to eat later on. Um anyway, So that's that. Everything's fine. Just waiting a little bit um, and uh, expect the baby will probably be here for Christmas. We'll probably have our our daughter on. She'll probably have her birthday on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, the 26th or later, which isn't ideal for her, I think, because people don't. As far as I can tell, it's, it's not really a nice thing to have your birthday either at Christmas or directly afterwards, um, for obvious reasons, you know, because people don't seem to care basically after Christmas, you know, uh, my uncle, uh, was born on the 27th. Uh, so his birthday is the 27th and, um, it doesn't, it's not ideal. Um, as I've seen from, from his experience that on the 27th, well, basically people, what happens is they tend to forget you or they just buy you one big present which kind of counts for both Christmas and your birthday. It feels like your 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 birthday gets kind of um cancelled out by Christmas. Um and uh you you know people just spend all their time celebrating and being generous for Christmas and then your birthday comes along and sort of people don't really care about about being generous anymore. Anyway, it's not ideal. Um but um I think the I think what we'll have to do is make up for it by having some sort of official birthday like the Queen has later on in the year. We'll work something out. Uh, but anyway, uh, Christmas plans. Well, you know what's normal if you've listened to this podcast before at Christmas, and if you check out the episode archive, you'll see a few episodes in there about Christmas in which um, uh, I talk about all the traditions uh, from the UK. Um, the, the normal plans would be that on the 24th, well, in the UK, we don't normally do anything very special on the 24th. The, twen- the 25th is the big day. That's what we call Christmas Day. And on Christmas Day, usually the family comes round or you go round to your your family and you have a big meal, um, probably in the middle of the day or uh, in the evening, uh, a big meal with turkey and all the trimmings, all the different um, 
vegetables and sauces and gravy and uh, uh, probably some Christmas pudding and all those other things. So that's what happens on Christmas Day. The, the presents get opened. Um, usually there's a big pile of presents under the tree and the presents get opened. It depends on the family when the, when the gift-giving actually happens. Some families choose to do it sort of first thing, um, you know, bef- just after breakfast or something. Uh, others wait until the evening. And there's, you know, feasting of turkey. Um, the presents get opened and probably some games get played. People might fall asleep in front of the TV. Uh, you might watch the Queen's speech uh, at 3 p.m. Um, and then on Boxing Day, you kind of do it all again. Uh, Boxing Day is a thing that we do in the UK. It's it's not something that everyone else does, I think. Um, and as has been previously established on this podcast, we're not really sure why it's called Boxing Day. But the main thing is, it, it, you don't really need to know why it's called Boxing Day, actually, because it seems that most uh, English people don't really know either. There are theories... Um, like the fact that maybe it's when you uh, give gifts to the staff who you know might work in in your um, factory and you give the, the the staff their gifts in boxes or um, maybe it's when you give um, gifts to the postman or the milkman and you give them in a box or maybe it's when you put stuff back in the boxes you know you kind of put things like the christmas decorations away I, I, we don't really know and it doesn't matter but boxing day is the 26th and it's a public holiday in the uk so we get two days uh, for christmas um, and boxing day probably the family is still with you or you're still with the family and there will be leftover food from the turkey and, and stuff so you might eat a big lunch of cold meat and and things like that um, and generally there's a bit more lying around drinking playing games falling asleep in front of the tv you know and often after several days of this kind of thing uh, people uh, by the end of of the that, that christmas period people probably a bit fed up with uh that being with the family and there might have been a few arguments and things um it's a bit different this year because um we're not going back to my parents because obviously we're uh, expecting the baby to arrive at any time uh so it's just the two of us this evening and tomorrow i think we're going to go and visit my uh, wife's grandparents uh, in the afternoon and have some cake with them um and yeah j- just wait and see what happens regarding the birth of um the 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 new thompson the latest in the thompson family to arrive so we're keeping our fingers crossed for all of that okay now then um Let's go through some listener correspondence. These are just things like um, different messages uh, which I've received from listeners uh, recently. Um, What I often do is um, when I get a comment uh, or a message, an email or a tweet or something, sometimes I'll try and save them and I stick them into a Google document. I don't do that with all of them. In fact, I get, as we know, I get loads of correspondence, which is great. I can't reply to them all, but here's a selection um, of things that I managed to save um, and respond uh, with with the with the plan of responding to later. Um, okay, I don't know what's happening to my English here, but I think you understand. Yeah, here's a selection that I put to one side in order to respond to later. So. Um, if you remember in episode 500, I can't remember if it was part one or part two, I got an email from Jesus. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, Jesus. Now, obviously not that Jesus, I think. Um, I think this is uh, Jesus, pronounced Jesus, but um, I'm saying Jesus. So I got an email from Jesus, and if you remember, it went like this. Hi, Luke, I'm one of your ninjas who's decided to come out of the shadows. My name's Jesus, and I've been listening to your podcast for three years. I've never written something like this before, and forgive me because I'm not much of a writer. Remember that? And I was like, yeah, sure, not much of a writer. You're obviously excellent at writing. And he went on to say things like this. In a way, you've been there in the good moments and the bad moments. Sadly, I've been through those lately. Listening to you during that time helped me to move on and also to improve my understanding of your language and culture. Lovely. Remember that? Um, Well, um, I read that out in episode 500. And then I got another message from Jesus, which was nice. He responded to me. He said, hi, Luke, this is Jesus again. First of all, I I didn't mind that you read my message. I wasn't sure that you would read it since you're very busy these days, but I wasn't expecting 
But what I wasn't expecting was you giving me a few minutes in such a special episode. I know that for you it may be a little thing, but it meant a lot to me. In fact, today is my birthday. And uh, yeah, and he, um, uh, that was the 23rd, I think, the 23rd of December, Jesus's birthday. And we all thought it was the 24th. Um, and he said, yes, today's my birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. In fact, happy belated birthday. That's what you say when uh, you're wishing someone a happy birthday a little bit late. So after the day, happy belated birthday, Jesus, which sounds like a weird thing to say, considering it's the 24th. Um, and he said, um, today's my birthday. That's right. It's not the 24th. Ha ha ha. So I've considered your gesture as the birthday present. That's very sweet of you, Jesus. Um, I'd like to share something with your audience that may interest them, um, says Jesus. And he continues, you were saying that there are some topics like religion where you have to be careful in order not to offend anybody. Well, I think that as long as you're respectful and don't cross the line with your jokes, it's all right. And Jesus continues, once I was living in Edinburgh in Scotland Uh, I went there to learn English, and I thought that if I go for the hard one, the rest would be easy. I guess meaning that uh, if if you like go where English is difficult, then the rest would be easy. Well, uh, Jesus says, uh, let me tell you that it wasn't easy, but I love the Scots. Uh, There, everybody had the same reaction that you had when hearing my name or reading it, because most of the time I had to show my ID for them to believe it. Thanks to that, I wasn't so nervous uh, when English speakers were talking to me. They were always joking, making me feel more confident. And suddenly, uh, I was speaking with them. Um, I was wondering, actually, Jesus, what it must have been like for you, or it must what it must be like when you you know meet people like me who immediately think, "Oh, your your name's Jesus," or you know, "Merry Christmas," or that kind of thing. Um, and uh, so, apparently, it helps uh, to break the ice. And Jesus continues in his email, if you're nervous and sort of trembly when speaking a different language, try to find something funny in common with the other person. If you don't find anything, then whiskey helps. Luke, as I told you before, it's my birthday. I'm 32 and may this be the last one. Well, we know, don't we, ladies and gents, that Jesus, you know, that Jesus died when he was 32. Hopefully this Jesus will carry on. Anyway, um, uh, you said don't. You said you don't get an email from Jesus every day. Well, you don't get to be heard on uh, by such an audience like yours every day either. Uh, I don't know if you're going to read this, but if you do, this is my birthday present for the world. So this is what Jesus. This is the wisdom that Jesus has to share with everyone, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at Christmas. And uh, this is what Jesus said. He said, "Forget your ego." I'm actually editing out one of the words he used there. Forget your ego and use the energy that you use to think of yourself to to empathise a little bit with the person next to you. We all need to stop the bullshit and work together because the resources are not inexhaustible. Okay, and he says, the last part is a message from a friend called Esther. It's a message inside a message. She also wants to say something to the world. I guess this is what rambling feels like, Luke. I'm kidding, of course. Merry Christmas, Jesus. Um, I thought I would share that one with you folks just because I thought it was a nice message from Jesus and um, uh, um, a kind of an appropriate um, sentiment at this time of year. So, uh, you know, just a reminder that we all need to be a little bit less egotistical to stop thinking of ourselves so much, to try and empathise a little bit with the person next to you, stop the bullshit and work together because the resources in the world are not inexhaustible. A good message, I think you'll agree, everyone. Uh, uh, An important thing to remember that Christmas is a time of sharing and a time of generosity. Thank you, Jesus, for your sentiments. Um, And I was very happy to read out that comment as well. And indeed, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. All right. uh, Next message is one from Huxy. And 
Huxy wrote this. Hi, it's Huxy. I absolutely love your podcast. Thank you for sharing all this information through transcripts and vocab lists. Talking about lists, would it be possible to keep posting them? I personally find them incredibly valuable for reviewing by placing uh, them in Anki as flashcards. Thanks a lot. Okay, Huxy. So, uh, question there about vocab lists. Listeners, you'll remember that... um, in recent episodes and you know over the years while doing this podcast i've um sometimes added vocab lists onto the page for the episode something i try and do as as often as i can and i asked recently on the podcast if uh, that was something that you found useful and whether i should you know continue doing it because it takes a lot of time to do that and i kind of think well i don't know if that many people really use those vocab lists i think that they're very useful but if no one is actually using them then i won't you know spend all that time doing them well since asking that question um quite a lot of people uh mentioned that they really appreciate the the vocab lists and that they find them useful for example huxy here who's saying that uh um he or she i'm not sure uh uses anki which is a, 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 a an app on your phone uh, for flashcards. Um, so, all right then. Well, I, as much as it's possible, I will continue to post vocab lists on the page uh, for each episode. Okay, I'll do it as uh, whenever I can um, because obviously I want to make this podcast as useful as possible. I think I think there's like several sort of types of episode I can do or several aspects, like a number of different aspects to episodes of this podcast one of them being uh, just me talking and the just you know the value of you being able to listen to me talking directly to you but there are lots of other things involved in this too like for example you know um, vocab lists on the website which you can you know use to expand your vocabulary and other and other things too like for example chatting in the comments section um, which is good practice taking part in you know Skype groups that are organized by listeners uh, joining meetups for fans of the podcast where you can get together and just chat with like-minded people um, and uh, joining the Orion transcript team and stuff like that so many different things sometimes it's not always possible for me to um, you know do every single um, part of that you know complex picture uh, and you know, the, at the very least, I can just talk into a microphone and publish it. But when I can, I will publish lists uh, of vocab. Usually what I have to do for that is, um, after doing a recording, kind of listen back to it and make a note of bits of English that have popped up in the conversation that I think are worth highlighting for you. And then I put them in a list. But uh, I don't always get the chance to kind of um, listen all the way through an episode and take the time to do it, you see. But anyway, the point is, I understand it's important. I know that lots of people find it useful, even if um, that's not immediately obvious to me uh, every day. But I will try to continue doing vocab lists whenever I can. So, you know, I'd suggest that you keep visiting the page, uh, the pages for um, each episode just to see if I've managed to put some language up there. And I think even just a probably just a handful of phrases, it doesn't have to be absolutely everything, right? Just a handful of phrases is, is, is better than nothing. Um, if I don't get to do it, if I can't do it, then I, I, I'd really like to encourage you to um, um, put some phrases in the comments section. And I've asked you to do this before. I think it's a really good idea. Obviously, there's the transcript collaboration. Lots of people are actually writing full scripts. But if you notice any nice phrases uh, in an episode, stick them in the comments section. That's going to make it much easier for me because then I can, you know, use the, the, the phrases that you've put in the comments section and probably add them to the page, you see. So, you know, you can help too, basically. Um, and, you know, we can continue to make this podcast as useful as, as possible. Okay, um, right then. Now, on the subject of vocab lists still, here's a message from Kristin. And she said, Dear Luke, um, before asking a question, I want to give you a big thank you for providing us learners of English with such helpful and valuable material. Um, you're welcome, Christine, and thank you for saying that. Um, she s- continues, I want to relate to episode 496, the Ramblecast, in which you talked about methods of learning a language, and you emphasised that just repeating word lists 
doesn't make a lot of sense. So she's talking about the fact that I've said in the past that, um, you know, w- there, there are good and bad um, things you can do with lists of words. And the, the bad thing is simply just kind of repeating the words in a list, um, often with a translation. So you've got the word and then a translation and just kind of go, just reading through the list and just you see what I mean? Like um, you get the list in front of you and you might just kind of move your finger down the list and just read the word uh, and just repeat it in order. Um, I think that's not the most useful thing you can do with a vocab list. So I was talking about, you know, ways of using uh, vocabulary lists. And I was saying that just repeating word lists doesn't make a lot of sense. My, my point was I was trying to say that there are um, perhaps more productive things you can do with word lists. And that involves, um, you know, looking at uh, the words in context and using um, mnemonic techniques to help you remember the words or testing your memory. You see, like covering up the word or covering up part of the word and looking at the definition and trying to remind yourself of the word and then putting that word into a sentence that means something to you rather than just looking looking at the list, you see. Um, so Kristen continues and she said, well, in fact, I have known that, I've, I know, I knew that, she said, but the problem is that during the last two years, I gathered 117 lists containing 100 words respectively. So that's about 12,000 words. That's a lot of words. Until a year or so ago, I managed to revise the words uh, I had until then. Uh, all right, what? So she's saying up until about a year ago, she managed to revise those words regularly, but now it's become too much. Lo- a long story short, the expression here uh, that you need is to cut a long story short, okay? To cut a long story short, there's a good phrase. I'm sh- I'm sort of obsessed with learning words because I just wish to get better as I love English so much. Whenever I read an article or a book or watch something on YouTube, I feel uh, kind of obliged to look up new words and write down those words uh, in my lists. It's depressing, though, that I realise after a few weeks that I just haven't remembered them. And Kristin continues, my question is, do you know if it's somehow scientifically confirmed, uh, or what do you personally think about it, that people learn a language and become more fluent by reading books listening to audiobooks and watching films without writing down and learning and repeating all the words. I just can't imagine that I could ever memorise all the new words I pick up by dealing with English material without writing the lists. Sorry for this long text, but I think that I'm going to send it now anyway because I'm currently at work and have no more time to write it once again in a shorter version. I would be grateful and happy if you could send me a little answer whenever you have time. Thank you so much in advance, Kristin. Well, I did reply to Kristin, but I thought it would be worth sharing it on the podcast because the whole question of vocab lists is an important one. Now, uh, I want to be clear here, right? I'm not saying that vocab lists are a bad idea. I just think that there are good lists and bad lists and good habits with lists and bad habits with lists, you see. So that's the point I was trying to make. So it's not just lists bad uh, and just listening and reading good, you see, I just think that there's a right way to use lists. I think actually lists are probably really useful. Um, okay, it's just that there's a, there are certain practices that you should be doing with lists. And just simply reading through your list isn't necessarily going to work. Um, anyway, I replied to Kristen. I'm going to re- read out the reply. And I said this. Um, this is a great question. Please don't think that your efforts in collecting vocabulary... Uh, have been a waste of time. I'm sure that your efforts haven't been a waste of time. In, in, um, I think that your approach to saving words is probably evidence of your motivation to learn and your mindfulness of language while reading and listening. Perhaps just the act of recording the words in a list, uh, words that you've already encountered in context, could help you to acquire them. So the point is that if you discover words in context, like if you're reading or listening to something and you write those words down, that can help, first of all, okay? Because it's just a way of of being mindful of the language that you're reading and listening to, okay? But there are other things that you could and perhaps should be doing with the words 
uh, that you've written down. For example, adding meaningful sentences in your list for each word. This can help you remember them. Also, consider how you're revising the word lists. What are you doing as you go through the list? Are you testing yourself and trying to reproduce those words in meaningful ways? Also, it might be wise to take a selective approach. Instead of recording all the new words that you encounter, you could just pick ones that you think are more useful or common. Don't try to consume too much. You can let some of those words go. You'll remember more if you try to remember less. Don't overwhelm yourself. Also, you could try googling those words and looking at the way that they're used in the news. Um, so you Google the word and you select the news tab in Google results and this will show you that word being used in different news stories. If it's a multi-word uh, phrase, just put the phrase in speech marks and then Google it and then click news and you'll see that phrase being used in news stories. Uh, that can be good because it can reinforce the words for you. You can see them being used in context. It's just a quick way of finding that, that word or phrase being used in context. And it can help give you, you know, little examples and things. As for the scientific studies you asked about, I don't think there is 100% reliable scientific proof that one particular method works better than another. There are theories like language acquisition theory by Stephen Krashen and other theories too. So language acquisition theory uh, suggests that um, we tend to pick up language more effectively when we consume it in a meaningful context and when we are sort of consuming um, comprehensible language, um, that that helps to sort of turn uh, language input into intake, meaning the, the, the language that you consume uh, sticks better uh, when you're understanding the, the, the message that's being communicated and that this... Um, helps to bring life to the language and makes the language stick better. Okay, so that is that is a theory, the theory being that you should listen a lot and read a lot to, to stuff that you understand mostly. You know, you should understand most of it and, and the, that process can help you learn language. But it's probably not the only way and that for some people, the systematic approach of recording words in lists is a good idea. It's just that you need to get just push that uh, habit of recording in lists a little bit further by adding things like meaningful examples, mnemonics and stuff to just help you remember the words rather than just writing a, a load of words down. Um, I think uh, the best source of information on this probably comes from successful language learners. You could check out Ollie Richard's podcast and his blog at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com. He has some really good methods and advice for remembering vocabulary. And I'm talking about specific processes, um, you know, that uh, go beyond just writing the words down. Um, talking about using flashcards, again, more than just putting them into flashcards, but what you actually do with those words and those flashcards. And it means, you know, ways you can test yourself or uh, devices that you can use to help you remember or uh, ways that you can actually convert those words into speaking practice. So check out I Will Teach You a Language. That might help. You could also ask him your question and he might answer it on his podcast. That's what he does. I'd also like to tackle your question on the podcast if I manage to fit it into my upcoming episodes. Your mail is now saved in my to-do list. Um, I hope that uh, my answer helps a bit, although I haven't given a fully fleshed out response with specific steps you can take. As a final thought, it seems that your English is really good, Kristin, with a wide range of vocabulary. So perhaps your method has worked well, despite what I said um, about lists. In the end, applying yourself to language learning, being motivated and having some kind of system, these are the things that seem to make the difference regardless of what form they take. So it doesn't really matter. In language learning, all roads lead to Rome, meaning all the methods you take will get you there eventually. You just have to take one of those methods. Okay, You just have to make sure that you're always moving. So in conclusion then, uh, writing words down in a list Maybe it's good. In fact, it's better than doing nothing. 
And that's evident in the English that you've used there, Kristin. Um, but I think that if you really want to make it more effective, then be more selective with the words that you um, that you're writing. Don't write everything down. Just write you know some of the things down, and maybe flesh out those those um, uh, entries in your word list with examples and other little um, uh, notes that will help you remember the word. You might find then you're learning. You know, you might be writing more words down, but you'll learn them better rather than writing loads of words down and not remembering any of them. Okay. Kristin did reply to me. I thought it would be worth repeating her her reply here. She said, thank you so much for your detailed email. I was very blown away by your deep thoughts about my question, and I really appreciate your tips. I think we can agree, ladies and gents, that um, Kristin's uh, vocab is good, right? I was blown away by your deep thoughts. Nice. You're probably right. It depends on how one tries to learn new words. Um, I also realised that through writing down almost every new word, my listening skills have improved a lot as I'm able to recognise words better. On the other hand, I really should select a little bit. You're very right about that. Um, I should select a bit since it's just frustrating to realise that after a few weeks I can't remember anymore what I learned. Ollie Richard's podcast and Googling are good tips. Thanks for these. Also, my English language exchange partner from England learns with Memorize and finds it quite enriching. Maybe I'm going to have a look at it when I find the time. Thank you for the compliment about my English. My written English is quite good, I guess, but my spoken English is sadly another story. Um, Okay, cheers. Uh, Have a nice Christmas and all the best to you, your wife and your almost born baby. Almost born. Yes, that's the the right phrase. Kristin. Okay. All right, then. Good. Let's move on. Uh, Here's um, on the subject of the baby again, which is... um, uh, I, I think, attracting quite a lot of interest and curiosity from, from my listeners. I shouldn't be surprised. I think that's human nature, isn't it? The people, uh, I suppose what I've often tried to do on this podcast is to uh, bring uh, a certain sort of human touch to it. There's different ways of doing this kind of thing, like, you know, learning English um, content. There's different approaches that you can take to it. And I've always tried to add a personal touch to this. And so naturally, that's that means that I end up mentioning parts of my life. And um, it's no surprise then that people are interested in those things. Um, so, you know, it shouldn't be... I, sh- it, I mean, I always wonder uh, how much I should share and how much is appropriate for me to share. But it seems people are genuinely curious and interested in things like, you know, the birth of my first child. And um, and that's very nice. People are very sweet about it, actually. So anyway, here's a message from Sirdar. And it goes like this. Hello, Luke. I once contacted you via this form, but you didn't reply. Sorry, I can't reply to every message. I hope you see this one this time. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast for over a year and uh, I've been really enjoying it as well as learning uh, a lot of new vocabulary. So thanks for your contribution to those who thrive by learning. Recently, I listened to a podcast of yours titled Becoming a Dad and found out that you would become a dad quite soon. I don't know why, I don't know when you recorded it, so you may even be holding your lovely baby now. Well, not yet. Uh, I know that you've been told so many times... Um, how difficult parenting is. That's right, people do keep telling me these things. As a father of a three-year-old, I bet you all of it is true, but I would like to emphasise how wonderful being a dad is. Thank you, Sir Dar. That's what I need to know. You see, I, I do like to be told that because it makes me feel uh, good, you know? It makes me look forward to it more. Um so I'd like to emphasise how wonderful being a dad is. They used to tell me that my life would completely change after becoming a dad. And they, they would say this change would be positive. Now, I totally agree with my friends that there is no such feeling compared to being a dad. It's the greatest thing to happen to a man. I can't even believe that there are words to express this. I couldn't do it in my native language either. You must... Uh, experience it and maybe you have just started to Uh, in the first weeks you really don't know what's happening you look at the baby but you still don't have any idea how it feels uh, or or even uh, how it feels to be a dad 
what it feels like. It gradually starts, and this magnificent feeling gets ex- uh, extensive day by day, and you finally find yourself and your toddler talking to each other one day. You start enjoying every single day. You rush back home to see them as soon as possible. I even remember untying my shoe uh, laces in the elevator just to gain a few seconds. You look at their pictures when you're away. You keep thinking about them. I don't know if you've ever fallen in love truly like mad, but this overshadows it without a doubt. It's much more intense than love. There's no word describing your love for your child. Although some days, especially when you're exhausted or sleep-deprived, you will uh, face the hardest part of parenting. You'll still stand up and you will go for it, even when you have 1% battery left. I hope you you share your experience uh, in a podcast. If you reply to me letting me know about it, I'd be so happy. Thanks again and good luck, Sirdar from Istanbul. Um, Very, very... um, very sweet of you to write that, Sirdar. Thank you for taking the time to write uh, so sincerely about your experience of being a dad. And thank you for, um, you know, just putting it into words or at least attempting to put into words the joy uh, that is involved. And I appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to experiencing that too. And um, I, I expect I'll talk about it on the podcast. You say it's difficult to put into words what it feels like. Maybe I should give it a try uh, at some point we'll see we'll see if if i'm um if i feel motivated or or uh, if i feel like i'm able to express it maybe i'll i'll talk about it on the podcast here's a, a message from k i think this one came in through facebook um and this i think is after i did uh, a recent episode about the most difficult words to pronounce in english that one uh, was with paul we were talking about lots of different words that are very difficult to pronounce. I made a video about it too, which went up onto YouTube. I think it was called 40 plus difficult words to pronounce in English. So this is a message from Kay in Japan. And uh, Kay, I think Kay is uh, male, I think. No, I don't see a picture here. Anyway, hi, I'm Kay from Japan and I'm listening to your podcast and I'm so happy that I could finally pronounce squirrel. Uh, yeah, squirrel. That's a difficult one. But Kay's very happy to finally be able to pronounce it. Squirrel. And now I have a request. I've been trying to pronounce I can't in British English accent. But it always sounds like... And here is a very rude word. Kay didn't write the word. Kay wrote C-star-N-T. This is the rudest word in the language. I'm not offended. I, I don't mind. Am I going to say it? Come on, I'll say it, but with the caveat that this is probably the most offensive word in English. But it's one that we should maybe uh, know about because you should try and avoid it. So the word in question here is the word cunt. Don't repeat that word. It's a very rude one. Um, but there it is, cunt. Hmm. Look it up in a dictionary if you don't know what it means. It's not really that offensive to me, but some people are very shocked by that word. C-U-N-T. Anyway, the, the point here that Kay is saying is that he, uh, he, I guess it's he, wants to know how to pronounce can't, meaning cannot, in British English, because uh, it always ends up sounding like cunt, which is quite a tricky problem. Um, uh, Kay continues by saying, it's really embarrassing, so I just say it in an American accent. Could you do it in the podcast or on your YouTube channel? I hope that you read this and you help my English learning. Thank you. And I wrote back to Kay saying, uh, hi, Kay, I'll see what I can do. Okay, so the, the, the point here is how to pronounce can't in uh, a British accent or in my British accent. Um, okay, so let's, let's, let's go through this properly. So you've got can and you've got can't. Okay, so the positive and the negative forms. Okay, but also... These, wor- these words can be pronounced a few different ways. Uh, can and can't, um, that's when you say the words on their own. Can you repeat that? Can and can't. Can't is a bit like car, you know, drive a car. So you've got car, but instead of car, it's can't. Okay, car, can and can't. Okay, um, now if we start with can, um, 
it can be pronounced as a, with a weak form. So in the middle of a sentence, for example, I can swim or, you know, I can, I, um, uh, I can be there at six o'clock. So there, can, in this case, is pronounced can, isn't it? I can, I can see you. I can be there at six. I can swim. So that's can. Okay. Uh, so can or can. All right. Uh, we, we would say can if you're emphasizing it. Maybe um, if it's at the end of a sentence, like a, um, like uh, uh, I can I can leave now, can I? You know, um, so either can or can. You see, uh, can't. Um, I think it's always pronounced can't. Okay, like I can't or I can't go. I can't swim. I can't. It sounds like car. Drive a car. Can't. There you go. In American English, can't, maybe. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't what? I can't swim. I can't speak um, British English. I can't do this. I can't do that. That's with an American accent, can't. And in a British accent, can't. So, ah. So, not, it's a long sound, isn't it? Ah, can't. It's a long sound with cunt. That's a short sound. And that's uh. So it's not a, uh, it's ah, uh, like can't. Even in the middle of a sentence, it's still a long sound. I can't see you. I can't do it. Uh, okay? All right. So I hope that clarifies it. Think of car, like driving a car, can't. All right. Fine. Good. Let's move on. Um, and this is a message from Gleedson. I think that's how you say your name, Gleedson. And Gleedson's from Brazil. He's been listening to the podcast for over a year. Um, he says that he likes my English tips and the way that I organise the podcast. Thanks. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, okay, other comments from Gleedson. He said, I want to say thanks a million. Your podcast is fantastic. Thank you, Gleedson. Appreciate that very much. He says, I'd like to see you online in a video conference and it would be really interesting. And I, I suggest uh, you give some links to uh, us to practice grammar on sites such as the British Council, BBC Learning English, or so on, related to the current episode uh, podcast. It's a great chance for us to practice grammar. Uh, okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. Um, I think generally, if I deal with grammar on the podcast, um, um, that could be a good idea. It could be. But you know what? It's pretty simple. If I'm talking about grammar on the podcast... Uh, normally I'll name the grammar point that I'm talking about. And I think you could do it too. I mean, you could just, just Google. Like, for example, if I'm talking about present perfect tense, just Google present perfect tense practice or go onto the British Council's website and just Google, right, Google British Council Learn English and you'll find the British Council's website where there are loads of different grammar practice activities. And I think you can search for it yourself. I mean, it would be really convenient, wouldn't it, uh, if I um, provided the links for you. But um, I think just a bit of Googling would would do it for you. I mean, that's all I would do. I mean, I, I don't have like sort of magic Googling powers that you don't have. Um, I think you can just Google the, the grammar point uh, with the words practice and exercises and maybe the words British Council and maybe BBC Learning English in there too. And you might find, you know, the same thing that I would find. So um, just Google it, as as Paul would say. Just Google it. Um, anything else? Anything else from Gleedson? I think I think that's probably it. He, he did say, send a warm hello to all the Brazilian uh, people that are listening to you. Hello. Uh, a warm hello. How do I do a warm hello? Is that a warm hello? Um, it is now with this fire in the background, with this lovely warm fire. There you go. Hello to all the Brazilian listeners. Um, and Gleedson says, sorry for my English mistakes. I'm learning, so I can't write. I can't write. There you go. Oh, another interesting thing about can't, sometimes we don't say the T, do we? You end up with can't. I can't write. But it's still a long R sound. Hmm, okay. Um, so I can't write in English um, as I write in my native language yet. Okay, thanks for the message, Gleetson. I've just got a couple of messages left, and then we'll uh, finish up here. Can I just remind everyone out there listening to this that you should download the Luke's English podcast app? 
Um, I did mention it in episode 500, and you'll probably hear me mention it again. Uh, but it's a it's a good idea. You should listen to the you should listen to the podcast using the app because you'll find bonus content. That's right, not just app only episodes. And there's probably about seven, maybe eight app only episodes in there at the moment. Those are full length episodes of the podcast that are only available in the app. So as well as that stuff, you also might find bonus uh, little free gifts. Um, relating to specific episodes of the podcast. So if you're using the app and you, you know, on the screen where you press play for that episode, you'll see some icons down at the bottom, like the share icon, the favorite icon, um, and the download icon. And you might see another icon, which is a little gift, like a little gift box. Uh, If you tap that, that's where you'll find bonus audio or bonus video, bonus a bonus PDF or a bonus um, image that relates specifically to that episode. Um, so I'm not sure that everyone knows about these little things yet, uh, but you should do because there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can get in the app that you can't get anywhere else. Okay, so check out the Luke's English Podcast app. Just search the app store for Luke's English Podcast app. Um, recently, I did an episode about the film With Nail and I, and I expect that some of you out there have been thinking, should I watch the film? Well, it's completely up to you, of course. It's completely up to you. Um, One of the reasons I did that episode is just because people often ask me to recommend uh, good films, uh, British films, and uh, that's one that I personally would recommend. But I understand it's not necessarily something that absolutely everyone will get into. But there's only one way to find out, and that's to watch it. But it's really up to you, you know. You should never really feel feel pressure to do things. Um, things I say are just suggestions, but in my experience, it's the people who do um, slightly more adventurous things and who do go out of their way to investigate things that I suggest that I just tend to find that those people are the ones who 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 are often the the better learners of English. Uh, but it depends, you know, if if you have other films that you watch in English. Um, then, you know, go right ahead and you, you can just skip with Nail and I if you like. But, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you like the podcast, then I think that there's a good chance that you would enjoy a film like With Nail and I. But, you know, no pressure. It's up to you. Also, on the subject of film club episodes, sometimes I talk about films that you haven't seen before and you might think, how shall I do this? Shall I listen to the podcast uh, and then watch the film or should I watch the film and then listen to the podcast? Again, it's completely up to you. But I always imagine that with the obscure things, like with Nell and I, I'm always imagining that that most of you haven't seen it already. So I think it would be fine to just listen to the episode and then watch the film. I think that would be fine. But equally, it could work the other way around. You probably want... I know, you probably want me to tell you exactly what to do. You just want to be told what to do. Well, um, here's what you should do. Listen to the episode first, then watch the film, okay? And then listen to the episode again, okay? Yeah, if you're serious about learning English, you do have to go the extra mile sometimes. Anyway, here's a comment from, I think it's pronounced VP um, in the comments section about the With Nail and I episode. And this one was a real pleasure to read, I have to say. And um, it, it really kind of, um, validated. Uh, it made me feel validate, validated. Um, and it goes like this. Hi, everyone. This is my first comment ever. Uh, episode number 497 is such a cool, uh, it's such a cool episode. I couldn't keep a low profile anymore. Oh, okay. Let me, let me read that again. Hi, everyone. This is my first comment ever. Number 497 is so cool an episode, I couldn't keep a low profile anymore. First of all, I want to thank you tremendously, Luke, for all you've done for us lovers of English. You're welcome. Your podcast means a lot, and it's extremely helpful for me in my effort to keep learning the language all by myself now. I've been listening to Luke's English podcast for quite a while, and it's always ace, but this time was something truly special. He didn't actually write something truly special. I think I I just chose to say that because it reminded me of the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer. When I found you, I found something truly special. Anyway, 
Um, it's always nice. It's always ace, but this time it was something special. The thing is, with Nell and I, it's one of the most hilarious and unique British films I've watched. Boy, was I chuffed. Chuffed. Boy, was I chuffed when I saw the name of a new episode. I guess I found this film after I'd seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which perhaps has something in common with With Nail and I. I agree. Indeed, I failed to enjoy the film from the start, but its dialogues, humour and Richard E. Grant's superb performance made me grow fond of it finally. By the way, I also like how to get ahead in advertising with this actor. I agree. I think that's great as well. It's not as good as with Nail and I, but it's also, it is a fantastic one and it's kind of a dark uh, comedy. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of Mike Lee's works. Uh, for example, uh, Naked, featuring David Thewlis. Have any of you Lepsters seen any of these movies by any chance? I wonder what British people think of Mike Lee's films. Uh, P.S. The description of a person who likes Withnail and I was merciless. Um, well, Mike Lee is a celebrated director in the UK, and generally his films are very popular. Um, I actually, I've never seen Naked um, with David Thewlis, but it's been recommended to me time and time again by lots of people, including my cousin Oliver, who is always recommending that I see the film. And for some reason, I've never got round to watching it, but I really should. Uh, yeah, Mike Lee, um, if you're not aware, listeners, um, you should check out Mike Lee's films. That's Mike, M-I-K-E, Lee, spelled L-E-I-G-H. Check out Mike Lee's films. Um, they tend to focus on uh, like ordinary working class people, so you get to hear a range of different accents, and they're generally just just really good um, films. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it's VP who who wrote that. I'm really glad that you wrote that, and uh, you know, it just makes, as I said, it makes me feel validated. I was not entirely sure about doing an episode on With Nell and I because I know it has quite sort of specific interest. Uh, I mean, um, um, you know, it's a cult film, and I thought that there's probably half the audience wouldn't wouldn't bother watching it, or more than half the audience wouldn't bother watching it, and other people just wouldn't really understand it. But anyway, I'm just glad that someone out there gets it. Nice one. Um, in response to that comment, Marta from the comments section said, I've just downloaded the film with subtitles. I don't think I'm able to make it without them. I'm looking forward to watching it in the next few days. And she said, by the way, I've just noticed that James's voice is quite similar to your dad's voice. Thanks for the new episode. Cheers. And I said, in response to that comment about James's voice being similar to, to my dad's voice, I said, yep, he's a chip off the old block. I hope you enjoy the film. So a chip off, off the old block is uh, an idiom that we have in English. And it just means that... Uh, so that James, uh, my brother, is similar to my dad. So he takes after my dad. He's a chip off the old block. A chip like a chip that you would eat, but in this case, it's a chip of wood. And an old block would be an old block of wood. So a chip off the old block would be like a piece of wood that has come off an, another larger piece of wood. And so, you know, it sort of shares the characteristics of that other piece of wood. Do you know what I mean? So he's a chip off the old block means he's a you know, a, a small piece of wood that's come off another larger piece of wood and therefore is like a miniature version of the other uh, thing. So it's just another way of saying that he takes after uh, my dad. He's a chip off the old block. Cat uh, from the comments section replied to that by saying, could one say he's a chop off the old wood as well? Well, I kind of get where you're coming from, Cat. Uh, it's good, but it's not right. No, we don't say a chop off the old wood. It's a chip off the old block. And that's just the, the, the way the phrase is said. Um, okay, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, I think I should probably go downstairs and help out in the kitchen. Uh, anyway, let me just say again, happy Christmas to everyone out there in podcast land. Merry Christmas, season's greetings, all the best for the festive period. Um, oh yeah, one more thing. Another thing I I wanted to say is that uh, in episode 500, I played lots of messages from from listeners, uh, like 30 second uh, messages uh, from my audience. Um, and uh, I got more than I expected. In fact, I, I was quite overwhelmed by recordings. Uh, some people have since got in touch saying, um, my recording wasn't included. 
And uh, if your recording wasn't included, then I'm really sorry about that. Um, in order to remedy that, um, remedy that, in, in order to sort of fix that, um, I I have done a, a several things. So so first of all, why were some of the recordings missing? Well, it could be that um, the the record your your file had the same name as uh, another file in my folder, and when I transferred it into the folder, it replaced. Uh, the other one or yours was replaced by another one you know just managing all the files was a bit tricky and so some of them might have been replaced by each other uh, that's one reason another reason is that i uh, checked my uh, my uh, junk folder my spam folder uh, in my hotmail account and i discovered loads of messages that i'd missed and so a lot of the recordings went into my spam folder and i didn't um, i didn't actually find them until it was too late so one of the things I did was uh, I took some of those missing recordings and I put them together um, as the bonus audio for episode 500 part two in the app. So go into the app, find episode 500 part two, press play. Uh, you'll see a little gift icon in the bottom left hand corner. Press that and you'll find a bonus hidden bonus recording that many people haven't heard yet, um, which is more comments from listeners. But even then, uh, there were more that I hadn't included. So what I'm going to do is play the rest of them here at the end of this episode. Okay, so uh, hopefully, if you didn't hear your recording, uh, it'll either be in the bonus recording for episode 500 part two in the app, or you'll hear it now. Um, Okay, and if there's anyone else that's uh, still um, sort of missing here then well i don't know what i'll do i'll I'll probably find your recording eventually and somehow get it onto the podcast but i wanted everyone's recordings to go up because i think some people took quite a lot of time to uh you know put their recording together and send it to me and they might have been disappointed not to hear their their voice on the podcast okay so i'll play uh the 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 sort of remaining um recordings that haven't been uploaded yet i'll play them right now and this will be how i end the podcast thank you so much for for listening and for your comments and stuff um i hope to upload uh, more episodes soon as i've said in the past i'm not quite sure what the um um what the what my timetable is going to look like um over the next couple of weeks we'll see um but hopefully there'll be something uh, coming uh, to you before long I, I for example i i'm desperate to talk about star wars the last jedi uh desperate to talk about it because there's a lot of things to say about that not just uh rambling as a as a fan of the of the film but just interesting things that are going on in response to that film just the audience reaction the critics reaction and and all that sort of thing um so anyway um i don't know if i'll i'll be able to do that but we'll see okay so anyway in any case more stuff will be coming towards you um soon i hope But for now, let's just um, end this episode with some more comments from listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your uh, comments and your your best wishes for uh, the baby and all that sort of thing. I'll speak to you again soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Hello, Luke. I'm Luis from Spain, and this is the funny way to tell you Happy Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So here we go. Really appreciate what you're doing for us. Looking, this is coming to town. He helps you with your English. He teaches you a lot of things. He's waiting for a baby. Take hands for everything. Hey, you better watch up. Better not cry. Better not fall down. Telling you why. Looking, this is coming to town. I hope you like these things and bye 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 bye. Hi Luke and all Lepsters, I am Vasily from Tashkent and I want to congratulate all of us on Luke's great achievement 500 
podcasts. For me personally, they are all like diamonds. And I think it's a real treasure for everyone who is learning English. So, look, thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. And please don't stop and uh, keep on doing this. And I want to congratulate you and all members of your family, all your friends and all lapses on coming Christmas and New Year. Thank you very much. Dear Luke, that's a really good opportunity to say thanks for your great job. I'm Yelena from Russia. By the way, it's my town where David Bowie started his journey through Russia. I fell in love with your podcast when I was listening about Californian episodes. Since then, many good things happened to me. I joined the international family of Lapstas, and now I have many friends in different countries. 500. That's wow. Congratulations and best wishes to you and your family. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.